connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Joseph A. Brown had many positive role models in his life, including his father. Listen to this week's episode of Community Quotes Now. Starting this fall, AOC will offer free media literacy sessions in elementary, middle, and high schools to interested teachers. Media literacy provides students a guide to access, analyze, evaluate, create, and participate with media messages in all forms. Media literacy helps students to understand how media messages shape their culture and society and helps to develop critical thinking skills. AOC's program is mapped to national and common core state standards. Educators interested in scheduling a media literacy session for their students can contact Christy Tracy, AOC Education Coordinator, by emailing ctracy at aocinc.org. Say and spell your name. Uh, my name is Joseph Anthony Brown. J O S E P H A N T H O N Y B R O W N. Nice, awesome. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Port Barry, Louisiana. Yeah. What was yes. it like growing up there? Um, it was okay. I mean, it was a very small town, and um, um, um. I went to Pope Barry Elementary, and then um, uh, the time when I um, uh, left Pope Barry Elementary, we didn't, as African Americans, we didn't have a, a school for us in Pope Barry, so we had to go to Dunbar. Well, that particular year, before I graduated from Pope Barry Elementary, we, um, uh, 19, I don't remember exactly what year, but we started going to Pope Barry High. So that was, kind of a culture shock, but it was one that was an experience that really got me to understand uh, the dynamics of people um, and how people operate amongst one another and how they can get along uh, if they set their mind to it. So um, that was basically, and then we lived on a farm. My grandfather was a farmer and he had about 200 acres of land. and. We farmed that land, and we plant. He planted potatoes, uh, cotton, uh, just about everything you could name, and um, we really had fun doing that until we realized it was work. And then <laughs> things changed. We looked at it in a totally different way, <laughs> but work. we used that for our our um, 
buy school supplies mainly working in uh, working his farm. Wow, what a so, great! Uh, so it was it was good. Yeah. Yes. Does that mean you had to wake up at four thirty in the morning? Uh, no, it was never that early, but it was yeah. around five o'clock. But one thing yeah. that they did have was that <clears throat> you would never miss school for work. You know, we never worked in the field to so-called uh, replace our schooling. No, schooling yeah. came first, yeah. and then that came later. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy school? Oh, uh, I did. I really did. Uh, you know, that was challenges. You know, growing up, but. Um, Around the tenth grade, uh, ninth grade, I discovered sports and I started playing football. Uh, became the captain of our team on the in the um, uh, what was it the in the eleventh and twelfth grade, and we did pretty good. Matter of fact, we had a, a nine and one season. We went nine and uh, uh, we went seven six games without anybody scoring on us. So we had a record going at Pope Barrow High, and that's the first time they had ever done that at that particular school. So yeah. it was really enjoyable. I mean, I really uh, enjoyed that, yeah, you know, definitely. that experience, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy being a, a captain? Um, I did, but I, I don't believe I was as vocal as I am today. <laughs> you know, I was really laid back then, so I just kind of meshing uh, with everything, and, and the guys accepted it because uh, the personality that I had. You know, and sometimes you go back on schooling, like, uh, for instance, um, it's something you do on the internet. I forgot what they call it, but about your past. Mm -hmm. And everyone that wrote anything about me always said that he was very quiet. <laughs> he was very quiet. You know, and I, I find that, you know, kind of amazing because I didn't think I was that quiet, but <laughs> they all felt that I was yeah. at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where did life take you after Port Berry High? After Port Berry High, I went to Southern University for, um, I believe, a, maybe a semester. I didn't stay that long. And then I transferred to um, the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. And I, I was there um, for about two years. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, my major was journalism. Oh, okay. And so, um, the problem that I had with it was that I wanted to write. Mm -hmm. That was my goal, but I wanted to write novels. Uh, that was my focus, and really they didn't teach that. You know, they was teaching <laughs> the, uh, the very, you know, grammatical, you had to be right with your, and, and that wasn't really what I was looking for. So that's the reason why I wind up leaving school mm -hmm. and then moving to Houston where I started uh, working. But I did write for a newspaper yeah. there in, uh, in Houston for a while, an opportunity to uh, uh, interview, you know, uh, James Brown, uh, Tina Turner, um, uh, the Four Tops, Taj Mahal. Wow. You know, those individuals that came, the Perna sisters also, that came into town and they would set us up, you know, to meet the, the people. So that, that was interesting, but oh, yeah. still, yeah, that wasn't what I wanted to do anyway, you know. <laughs> so. So you're a writer, are you still uh, a writer? No, I don't write as much now. I use my writing more toward the ministry now uh, that I do. But I did write a novel, uh, never got it published, but I did write. I had a few other things that I had published yeah. um, in, in small uh, periodicals, but yeah. you know, nothing you know, yeah. that I thought I was going to do. Yeah. But now I look at it at the, the study and the time that I took. Now I look at it and say, well, now it helps me uh, with my ministry. And so 
it had its purpose. Sure. You know, but I really wanted to, you know, everybody wanted to write that great American mm -hmm. novel, you know, but that never did happen. So, uh, d what are you reading right now? Uh, mainly right now, I read Christian books, but mainly uh, I try to stick with uh, the Bible. Yes, okay. yeah, okay. Uh, most of my reading. Mm -hmm. And I heard someone say the other day that um, the Bible is the source of um, all other books, and all other books are nothing but footnotes. <laughs> and so that's how I look at it, okay. you know, I, I view it. Yeah, sure. Um, do you have any favorite stories from the Bible? Um, or parts of the Bible, or people in the Bible? Well, uh, I don't know if I have any favorites. Yeah. I mean, they all fall into sure. certain categories. Okay. And uh, I like the book of Ecclesiastes because of what it talks about. You know, it mm -hmm. talks about life and uh, how uh, one is to live, but at the same time letting you know that no matter all you gain in this life, it will never bring you the satisfaction that you think you will get out of it. All the riches, mm. all the women, all the men, or whatever, <laughs> you can throw it all in there together, but it will not give you the final satisfaction uh, that you think you really want. Mm. And you know, and uh, it was uh, Solomon uh, who wrote that particular book, and he's known as one of the wisest men ever. But it's just that he tried everything, and he attempted everything, and it seemed like no matter at the end, his answer was vanity of vanities. It all is vanity when it's all said and done. Okay. When you were growing up, did you have any mentors in your life? Um, I would have to say my dad. My dad was Why my mentor. That? Because I, the kind of man he was. He, he was a man that was uh, straight up. I mean, he, you know, he told me once that he had an opportunity to uh, leave out of town because he was a hard worker. And then he also worked on the farm, and he was a hard worker. But the thing about it was that he told us that he did not leave from out of uh, uh, Port Barry, and he stayed uh, where he was around, which he worked in Cross Spring Lumber Company, which was in Cross Spring and Opelousas. He didn't leave because he knew that um, our mother would not be able to raise us by herself. And we were four boys in the very beginning. We were nine, you know, total. And we were actually five boys at one time. Wow. And so, you know, he said, there's just no way. And I, and I know he was right when he said that. Yeah. He was just that kind of man. And so <clears throat> that kind of made an impact upon my life. I remember coming from church one day. Uh, we were coming from service. And we stopped at this particular a store, and this man was getting a newspaper out um, at the Daily World over in Opelousas. He was taking the newspaper out. He had dropped his dime in, and he left it open and said, Herbert, come get you a paper. And he said, no, no, close <laughs> it back up. And he closed it back up, and Dad dropped his dime in there and got his, his paper out. Yeah. So it's things like that he shared sure. with us, and, you know, and he told us the opportunities he had where he could have uh, actually uh, had his house built, the house that he had desired that he would have for his family, that he could have gotten lumber that was free because of where he was at, and he refused uh, to do that. He said, yeah. I will, you know, build his house. I, I asked the Lord, so I sat on that porch of that shotgun home that we had, and he said, I, I, I asked God, I said, if you just give me a home for my children, I'll be satisfied with that, then after that you can you can take me. 
but I want this. And it, it, it finally happened. Very so good. that was... Uh, That's great, definitely. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about AOC uh, for a minute, if that's okay. okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me how you first got involved with AOC. Uh, AOC, uh, it was a challenge, really. It really was a challenge. <laughs> and I'm going to say it was a challenge because uh, you remember when it was at the old oh, yeah. location? And um, I, I remember passing by there many times, and I wanted to do a, a show. And I uh, stopped one day, and I talked to, what's the lady name that was here? Probably Miss Deborah. Miss Deborah, yeah. yes. And I talked to her, and she said uh, that, um, uh, oh, yes, just come in, yes. and it's no problem. You can start. And I didn't do it. And I think it went a whole year. <laughs> and then I passed by, and I walked downtown for exercise every now and then. So I would pass by there periodically, <laughs> and I'll look through the window and I'll see her. And I don't know why I didn't. You know, I, be honest with you, I thought it was more involved than what it really is. Mm -hmm. You know, how easy you all make it for someone who uh, decides they want to do a program. I mean, I, I was basically just spoon-fed to what I needed to do. And then I was able to do it myself. But, uh, I mean, it just seems um, overwhelming, yeah. you know, until you get involved. And if that's any positive thing that I would like to say about AOC, I've been blessed to know that that is not that difficult for you to be able to get involved uh, and start a program on, on your own. Awesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. What was your first impression of AOC? Um, I, I guess I had a good impression because uh, Miss Deborah, I mean, you know, her personality is just, um, just, you know, she really can get along with just about anybody, <laughs> to me anyway. And so that was very important, yeah. just meeting her. I mean, that just opened the door for me to really, once I got down and really sat down and talked with her, and then she shared with me how simple it really was. Yeah. Then after that, it was like, wow, meeting everybody else, you know, it was like, wow, this is good. Yeah. yeah. What's your dream project to work on or to produce? Oh, uh, dream project. I don't, I don't know if I really have that. Yeah. I believe I'm living my dream right now. I honestly am. I don't, you know, I don't have a desire to, to do this big expansion and all over the world. No, that's never was. You know, it was always just to have it where it is right now. And so uh, could that dream get bigger? It's possible, but the dream itself now, I'm in it. Nice, nice. What are you looking forward to in 2017? 2017, uh, I am, uh, first of all, I am blessed to be married to the wife that I have now, which is Linda. Uh, I had a wife before her about 11 years ago and she passed from uh, cancer. Uh, she was a psalmist, she sung, and so we traveled a little and she, you know, sang uh, winning the ministry. Um, but uh, 2017, uh, and I do have two sons. I have uh, one that's thir uh, 20, uh, 34, and I have one that's 42. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, but I would say my dream in 2017, one of the goals I had for my two sons uh, because it's, it's very challenging, I think, for them because they uh, lost their mother and the fact that they did, there, there are certain 
times as a father that um, men don't communicate and connect like, you know, like they would do if that was their mother. So I have to make extra efforts as a father to still be there for them, especially in times of holidays. So one of the goals, I believe, this year is that we got together, the boys and I, uh, well, about two years ago, we went fishing. When we all like, we all like mm -hmm. fishing. And we we uh, uh, not rented a boat, but we got uh, those charter boats, and we went out, and we wow. really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. And they're still talking about it. So what we are planning on doing is getting a boat. Yeah. And what we're going to do is purchase a boat, yeah. and I'm going to leave it with them so that when I get ready to, because I'm involved, I love golf, so I play a lot of golf. I play in tournaments. And so um, I, I won't have time to really do that. So I'm going to leave it with them, and then, you know, when we get ready, mm -hmm. set some time aside, and then we'll yeah. go uh, fishing. I love it. Yeah, and that would be that would be what I would say for 2017. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about music. What okay. would be on your, your best of playlist? What do you have to listen to for the um, rest of your life? I like good gospel music. Um, I like easy listening music also, you know. Uh, um, I like, um, you know, uh, the Eagles or, uh, you know, people like that. Uh, there's another, I can't think of the name right offhand, but um, you know, things of that man, yeah. just very easy, easy listening. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. What were your favorite books or movies or sports heroes during your childhood? Um, I think one of my favorite books was, uh, when I had an opportunity to read, uh, but I, I, I was of age then, but when I had an opportunity to read Roots, I never saw the movie, uh, and I saw part of it, but I, I loved that particular book there. Uh, there was another one. I liked science fiction mm -hmm. um, when I was much uh, younger because I would read the Alfred Hitchcock mm -hmm. uh, books or little magazines that they would put out. Mm -hmm. uh, that was it. Um, uh, let's see, stories wise. Mm, I don't know. There's, mm, yeah. yeah, just kind of. Yeah. You played a lot of football, you said. Who were your, yes. your heroes in sports? Um, well, I had an uncle who played pretty good before I came, and his name was Patrick. But uh, uh, Deacon Jones um, was one of the guys. Uh, uh, Jack Ham. Um, um, it was mainly defensive players yeah. that I really you know, liked when it came to football. Yeah. Is that uh, what you played? Yeah, I played yeah. defense, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair yeah. <laughs> As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I think there was two things. I wanted to be a writer and also a pro golfer. Yeah, <laughs> that was my two uh, yeah. uh, dreams, and, and neither one of them have come true so far. Working on them. Yeah, that's it. But I'm writing. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm writing. On it. I'm, I'm still golfing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'm I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I got a pretty good uh, game. Nice. Mm -hmm. If you could have dinner with five famous people from history or from, from history. your life, who would they be? Well, one would definitely have to be uh, Jesus. Um, the other one would be Solomon. The other one would possibly be uh, uh, Dr. King. Uh, the other would be 
let's see, uh, Harriet Tubman would be another one. And then I would, oh, my, my great-grandfather, Frank Brown. Mm. Yeah, that would be the other. Great. Do you know of a question that you would ask them, a first question to one of those five people? Um, I guess I would, I would, the question would be, I guess, to my great-grandfather mm -hmm. because of uh, what he established uh, uh, and, and to find out what really motivated him mm -hmm. at a time when, uh, they, you know, because he's the one who first got the, the, the land and established the land and, and the people that he helped. And in, in our hometown, um, the name, you know, our last name, Browns, it has, uh, he started a syrup mill and we were, sell, we were selling syrup all over the, you know, this state and then even in California, uh, Browns, um, um, blue uh, browns cane syrup, cane river something mm -hmm. syrup mm -hmm. was the name of it, mm -hmm. and um, and I would just you know like yeah. to ask him how it was you know back then that he didn't just you know fold a tent and just mm -hmm. gave, give up because of, there was so many things that was um, pressed against him at that particular time, but uh, but I know my grandfather always said you know it was God who was with us, and that's how he looked at it, but I never heard my great-grandfather, you know, say that. Sure. Yeah, because they're the one who started the first school in Port Barrett. The elementary school for uh, African-Americans was my, uh, one of my aunts, wow. and they built the church, St. Mary Catholic Church. Um, they, they, they have a fantastic history that actually been actually documented. Oh, okay. So that is very important, uh, you know, to us. Sure. Yeah, as a family. Sure. Mm -hmm. What inspires you? Um, or motivates might be a better word. Um, I guess uh, I would say now mm -hmm. I've evolved into this, and that's uh, helping people get an understanding of who they are beyond of what society say that you are. In other words, don't let society say to you who you are. Mm -hmm. Know who you are. And then when you know who you are, then you can move forward. But when you are constantly guessing, and you know, when someone um, say, hey stupid, in the mall, and you're the only one turn, then you know, you got a problem. Because you shouldn't turn. You know, because <laughs> you shouldn't think of yourself in that in that manner. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be uh, knowing who you are, and that that's a constant development throughout your life. And so that's what my 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 desire is. That even though I teach the Bible, I share the Bible, I want you to have an understanding of who you really are, because that determines a whole lot. Now I feel like in our society today, people are being defined. And when they are defined by society, then they become like robots, you know? Well said. What achievement are you most proud of? Um, I believe, well, I would say my two sons, really, in all honesty, because, you know, when they share with me, when we talk and then they share with me, Dad, we don't know what we would be doing without you. 
and where we are at right now. And you know, we have our, had our challenges, you know, um, especially when I decided to remarry. That was challenges on both hands. But you know, through the process of life, they came to a point of realizing that, you know, dad needs to go on with his life. And now they uh, accept that. And now we can talk openly. And so they, you know, they go back in the past and said, well, we enjoyed this or we like this. But most of all, we're glad that you all stood on the principles that you had because they look at their friends and all the things that they're involved in now. And they say, well, you know, thank God we don't do drugs. We don't do this. We don't do that. And so to me, that was or is my greatest achievement, in all honesty. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. What is your superpower? My superpower? The ability to be anxious at times when I shouldn't. <laughs> I become over-anxious over certain things. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. You yeah. know, I mean, okay. I don't know if anybody had that. Yeah, as that's a, what you as want. A, okay. You know, no, no, that's what I have oh, now. that's what you have. Okay. Yeah, okay. and that's what I have to work with, you know, and to learn not to be so anxious about things. Gotcha. So that, that's something that is a superpower I wish I didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing about you that few people know? As few people know, um, well, in, in high school, I was uh, one of the best shot putters in the state. There you go. Yeah. Um, like I said before, then I'm a pretty decent golfer. Last year, I won the City Open part of the championship. Uh, um, I, I would... Uh, that would be it. I, yeah, I, would imagine. I didn't know yeah. you liked golf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you were a season, which one would you be and why? A season. I would have to say spring. Um, it, it's something about spring. I, I guess remembering it as a as a youth. You know, I love taking walks, and I used to take walks in the in, back in the field and back in the woods. And you know, at that time of the year, it's not hot you know, not overbearing. And usually in the summertime, we were working. Mm -hmm. And so we would have that time in the spring where, you know, yeah. we had free time. So I, I really like that time of the year, spring, sure. yeah. Definitely. How would you like to be remembered? Um, that I tried my best. Not always my best, but I've tried to be the best that I could be. And as a friend, to be the best friend that I could be. And as a father, the best father that I could possibly be. Failed many times, but, you know, got back up on the horse and kept on riding. And that's what it's all about to me, that you don't ever give up in whatever dream vision you have, you know, um, that you never give up. And, and that's something that uh, if my sons could say to you today, what would uh, thing that I told them more than anything is never give up. And I think it was uh, Winston Churchill who coined that to never give up, never give in, you know. Nice. Mm -hmm. One final question. Can you describe yourself in three words? Uh, 
I'll give you the first thoughts that came to my yes. mind. Tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to my mind. I don't know why, but, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> Great answer. All right. <laughs> well, you survived. You're done. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you yeah. so much. I know that AOC Community Media has a free after-school program called Muse for students ages 12 through 18 every Monday from 4.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Participants will learn about television studio production, creating a podcast from start to finish, photography, media literacy, and much more. For registration and more information about our Muse program, visit the AOC website at aocinc.org. podcast is produced by AOC Community Media. Contributors include Othello Andrus, Mary Baudois, Ed Bowie, Lillian Deja, Annette Diaz, Joe Boozy Ferguson, Nancy Judis, Joseph Klesanen, William McFarlane, Matt Roberts, Stephen Skip Shannon, Chrissy Tracy, Jacob White, and Shahid Williams. Music in today's episode, Luna's Little Friend, Ukulele Instrumental by Ivan Chu, Air Koishki by Nano, The Long Goodbye by John Pazan. AOC Community Media is located at the Rosa Parks Transportation Center, 101 Jefferson Street, Suite 100, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. For more information, go to our website at aocinc.org, call 337-232-4434, or email info at aocinc.org. Until next time, stay informed and engaged. <laughs>